We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Great to be back with everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, Today, I am being joined once again by my cousin, Jake Saul. We are going to be discussing Michigan and uh, like we did a couple like um, maybe two months ago now uh, before the season started and we're, we're going to talk about uh, at least on my end how wrong I was about Michigan and uh, we definitely got to look into the Michigan Michigan State game this week and then I got some breaking news that I want to discuss uh, real quick it Conference USA is in talks with Liberty, New Mexico State, and UConn for football only to join the conference. Uh, this is it, this is something that's just kind of dropped over the past couple hours um, with my partnership with Sidelines UConn. I wanted to throw that out there for the UConn fan base. I don't don't know how I feel about this. I'm gonna th- want to think of, think about it some more. Uh, before uh, before I take a deep dive into it on Monday's show, but it's it, it's an interesting thing, and we'll see how that transpires. But again, I got uh, my cousin Jacob Saul on the show tonight. Uh, Jake, how you doing? I'm good, man. It's good to be back. Glad to have you, buddy. Well, uh, let's uh, let's first uh, talk about uh, my prediction for Michigan and going into the year was five and seven obviously that's already wrong and and i'm very very happy that that's wrong as a as a big time michigan fan growing up a diehard michigan fan um i i was i went so far as to call for jim harbaugh's job but uh he has definitely uh definitely saved himself that's for sure but uh there's still questions with this team and i think you would agree with that uh what are your thoughts Absolutely. Um, I, I'm, I'm right with you. Um, you know, I think we, we both had him starting off fire going five and seven this year, missing a bowl game and Harbaugh getting fired. Um, you know, I, I think that was, uh, I think that was a consensus across the board. Um, they've really surprised me. Um, they've surprised a lot of people. They've obviously have been ranked in the, inside the top 10 for the past few weeks. Um, and have have beaten teams they should beat and have had some close games that they shouldn't have had close games with or they shouldn't have been in close games with um but yeah i'm 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 excited to talk about you know some things that they're doing well um and some things that they're not doing so well uh and and kind of talking about the looking forward to the end of the season too so yeah i'm very excited to be back here and uh, I'm, i'm excited to be talking about michigan football again Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, glad to have you back on. And 
I think we can start from the beginning, like w- with Michigan in that Western Michigan game. They showed up. They played well. They beat a pretty good Western Michigan team, who 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 is the only team to beat Pittsburgh this year. So obviously, Western Michigan's pretty good. Um, and, and I know that's that's your neck of the woods where you live. Um, but then they turn around the very next next week and they played Washington, and and I was very very high on Washington to start the year. Obviously, they have fallen flat on their face. Their head coach is probably going to get fired, and uh, they're in a they're in a deep hole. But uh, Michigan showed up and showed out in that game, and they played tremendous. And that was the game where they wore the all, the, all, the all blue uniforms, which were fantastic, by the way. But they uh, were great. I yes. wish they would do that every game. They were so sweet. I agree. <laughs> those were those were beautiful. And uh, I will I will say once uh, you know. I, I fully expected Washington to, to um, make it a game. I didn't know if they were going to beat them. I don't even remember what my prediction was, to be completely honest with you. Um, I think I said that they were going to lose to Washington. Um, but they, when Michigan won that game and won it pretty decisively, I, I kind of knew that something was different about this team. Um, I just had a feeling. Absolutely. And, and the thing that stuck out to me in that game, I mean, I had Washington – not only winning the Pac-12, but contending for a college football playoff spot. But uh, right. <clears throat> but the thing that stood out in that game was the physicality for Michigan on the offensive and defensive lines. Just uh, especially from the previous year, they they had been so lackluster in that department. And uh, I mean, we all know Aiden Hutchinson is going to. We all knew he was going to do what what he's done this year. I mean, that's not a surprise. But it's been the rest of the defensive line and the and the offensive line as a whole. What they've been able to do is just it's been really surprising to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you know when we had talked about them before, um, we we both said that you know there wasn't a whole lot of physicality, there wasn't a whole lot of fight in the team last year, and you know we we knew that we had talented guys, but we didn't know where the direction of the team was going to go. Um, and I, I want to give credit to Jim Harbaugh, uh, first and foremost. Um, you know, there's there's some things that I still think, that I still question for sure, um, and we'll get to that too. But um, bringing in the, the coaching staff, the, the young the young forward-thinking minds that he's brought in, um, it, it's, it's unbelievable what they've done. You know, even bringing back Mike Hart and, and looking at the two, you know, the, the thunder and lightning, as they call them, uh, Corum and Haskins. I mean, they've, he's worked wonders with them. Um, I forget the guy's name, but their defensive coordinator from uh, from the or they brought over from the Ravens. He's been a, he's been ridiculous too. He's he's I mean completely turned his defense around. So yeah, very very happy with who Jim brought, Jim Harbaugh has brought in thus far too. I couldn't agree more. I mean, just the defense in general is just far and away so much better than. Uh, than I thought they would be. And uh, it, it, the way they're flying around making plays, I mean, I think about that the last game they played against Northwestern and the way they were able to force turnovers and do the things that they were able to do is very, very impressive. But uh, an, another game I wanted to talk about, that their, their, other, their, uh, their other non-conference game, a huge win against NIU, um, which now looks like a pretty good win because NIU – has a very, very legit chance to win the Mac. Um, it's going to come down to NIU and Western Michigan and the Mac West, but uh, Michigan playing both those teams, um, 
I've seen NIU in person this year, and they're that's a good football team. And Michigan absolutely dismantled them. I was very, very impressed in that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I think we had talked about. Um, I, I think we had said that you know that game they should win pretty handily, um, but then the the Western Michigan game. Um, you know, we, we thought that Western Michigan was going to put up a fight, and I, I was I was impressed that uh, with with how Michigan played both of those teams. Um, and you know, I'm I'm especially impressed with how um, JJ McCarthy played, came in and played against both of those teams as well in the second half. And I'll get to him more later on too. But um, yeah, I, I'm just I don't know the this team is uh, this team is much better than I thought they were going to be, and I'm I'm very happy about it for sure. Absolutely, and and I definitely want to get to JJ McCarthy later on as well. Uh, I, that's that's a topic I'm uh, very very intrigued about, but we'll get to that one. Um, you went to the Rutgers game, correct? That is correct. Yes, yeah, it was the first first time ever in the big house, and I it was it was awesome. Oh, it is. It's a it's a beautiful place. It's like no other, and you can't like I told you, you can't really explain it to anybody. You just got to kind of witness it. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, just this, this, just the sheer size of it is just like nothing else. It was, it was incredible just to, you know, you had to, I think we were sitting 16 rows up from the field and you had to climb another 60 rows just to get to the concession stand and stuff. So it was, it was unbelievable. Um, the, I mean, the atmosphere was, was insane. Um, you know, definitely, uh, definitely loved going and, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. That's awesome. I'm really glad that you got to experience that. And, uh, that game in particular, uh, raised some eyebrows for, for Michigan fans. Cause that, cause of some of the mistakes we made. Yep. Um, I, the one thing, um, the one thing that kind of stood out to me um, the the fact that you know I I think Cade McNamara took a took a hit pretty big hit right before halftime, um, and this is I mean it's not necessarily a mistake per se, um, but I think that's kind of when everybody realized that uh, hey this offense is only we're we're only going to be a running offense from here on out, and we don't have a guy that can throw the ball. I mean, we do, but uh, he's he's not going to be starting anytime soon, which which sucks. But um, I mean, some of the mistakes. I mean, that it was that uh, the 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 Rutgers game. I think made everybody aware that this team is in is in fact vulnerable, um, mm-hmm. and it was very early on in the season that we found out. But um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, couldn't agree more with that. Uh, I, Let's just go ahead and talk about it because I know both of you and I are are probably on the same page about this. But Cade McNamara is the safe play. He he is the steady the steady guy who's gonna like just make the he's gonna make the right read and just kind of dump it down and we're just gonna kind of roll with it. And since we don't have Ronnie Bell now, that that kind of is it's been working. Um, and it, it and it worries me a little bit going into a game against Michigan State, who is a very very talented team. But if if I'm being completely honest, JJ McCarthy gives us the best chance to not only beat Michigan State but to beat Penn State, to beat Ohio State, 
in to make it to the college football playoff. He, I understand he's a freshman, but his upside and his ability to throw the football and make plays with his arm, in my opinion, is what can take the Michigan offense to the next level, which then allows the Michigan offense and Michigan team to become next level good and to live Absolutely. up to and to live up to that number six ranking in my opinion. Absolutely. No, I you you took the words literally right out of my mouth. Um I I think that I don't think Cade McNamara is a bad quarterback by any means. He's been he's been fine, you know, for the entire for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um I think I, I saw a stat the other day that he's uh, he has t- thrown 10 touchdown passes and only one interception this year. And that's great if we're three or four games into the season. However, we're seven. Right. And, you know, I, I, I totally understand that, you know, Blake Corum and, and Hassan Haskins are, are legit running backs. And, you know, they're uh, a, a two-headed monster in the backfield. Um, and they're putting up, you know, 200, 200 yards, 200 plus yards a game from from both of them combined. Um, but that's not going to win you football games against Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State. Um, you need, you know, J.J. McCarthy. I mean, we've seen it. He can sling the ball and, and do it well. Um, and he's he's great in the read option as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just another running threat that we have. And, I mean, he's, he's a good quarterback. He's a good young quarterback. And, you know, I, I've seen that. Uh, just to give a quick comparison, um, you know, you look at you look out at uh, is it Oklahoma? That's Spencer Rattler. Yeah, is that right? Yep, yep. You look at yeah, you look at Spencer Rattler, and you know he's he's underperformed this year, and then they throw in their five star freshman, mm-hmm. and he's lighting them up. He's lighting people up, and I think that Michigan should uh, experiment with that a little bit, especially with these last five games, um, only because. J.J. McCarthy's going to be able to give them, like you said, the best chance of, of making the college football playoff. And, uh, you know, the, the the thing is, is that once the, the longer you keep your offense on the field, you know, the more more time your defense has to rest. And we're seeing Ohio State blow people out. You know, they're, they're finally getting going. They're, they're clicking on all cylinders right now. And, uh you know that they're gonna that defense is gonna be tired, and the offense needs to stay on the field as long as possible. And I don't know if Cade McNamara can do that. I agree, one hundred percent. And uh, to sidetrack there on that Oklahoma comparison, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, it's a it's a really good comparison. I mean, because um, Caleb Williams at Oklahoma, the freshman that, that's come in, he he provides Oklahoma just an an electric option at quarterback because he can make every throw, but then he is such a threat with his legs running the football that it's almost, it almost leads to that point where when Kyler Murray was there, where it's like, well, what the heck do you do to stop them? And and it's, and it's taken Oklahoma to that level now where, where they're back into that conversation, which is weird because they're undefeated and I don't, and, but they were underperforming so much, but now now I feel they're at that level where they have every opportunity to make it to the playoff. And, and, and I agree with you, like McCarthy, uh, gives us that option because he, he's that dual threat guy. He can make all the throws, but the running option that he provides too is just something that changes the offense completely. 
and I kind of feel bad because I don't want to bash Cade McNamara because, like you said, I mean, he's doing a fine job. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. He's, but it's he's doing it, what's being asked of him. Absolutely, I mean? like, and, absolutely. And, and that's all you can like. That's all you can ask of him to do. But if right. you ask him to do more than that, it's just not good enough. Right. He and he can't. He can't do it. It, it seems like no. he can't do it. Maybe, maybe they're handcuffing him, and we. Just because we we've seen that from time to time with different quarterbacks and different programs, but I don't feel like that's the case in this situation because I feel like I feel like you would want him to be able to perform to his to his highest capability, but uh, yeah, I mean, J, like we keep saying, JJ McCarthy just gives that extra that extra umph that we need for sure. And to kind of to kind of side or to, uh, like a side note to what you were just saying, um, or to piggyback what you were just saying, um, when I when I watch Michigan and when I watch Cade McNamara try to throw a ball twenty yards downfield, uh, almost every time, at least it seems to me, the ball is way underthrown and the wide mm-hmm. receiver is fighting for uh, the the pass to be broken up so that the defender's not making a play. Um, when I when I've seen JJ McCarthy on the field throwing a twenty yard pass, it's it's money. It's in the bread basket every time. Um, you know, I, I'm not again. I'm not trying to sit here and say that JJ McCarthy is the next Tom Brady by any means, or or uh, the next greatest thing. He could be he could be a bust for all we know. He could come out. Let's say he starts against Ohio State. He could throw four interceptions. I mean, it's very right. possible. It's very possible. I mean, it's, yeah. He has the highest upside and he has the highest potential, and he is the mo- the more electrifying quarterback by far. Absolutely, I-, I just feel like if if we throw out the offense like we have it now against Ohio State, I think we'll be able to run the ball some. But Ohio State's gonna gonna congest the box. They're gonna throw eight guys in the box, and th- they'll force us to make throws. And like you just said, I mean, can Cade McNamara make those throws when he has to make them? And so far, right. it's been hit and miss. So, right. And but let's let's kind of look into uh, this week's game. I mean, I think Penn State down the road. I think I think we've kind of seen that. Okay, we can we can beat Penn State. Like I'm not. I don't want to look past them by any means because they're talented. But I think Penn State has their own issues with inaccuracy at quarterback play. And James Franklin pretty much seems like he's going to be the next head coach at USC. And his focus might not be where it needs to be for Penn State right now. But but let's talk about Michigan State. I, I, I've been so impressed by Michigan State and what Mel Tucker has done with that program um, so far. And just hats off to them for what he's been able to do there. And I mean, obviously you look at their team and it starts with Kenneth Walker and he's a Heisman trophy contender. He's uh he's been fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I, we, we talked about it in our season preview, you know, we said that going into this game, it was going to be, it may be a tough game um, because Mel Tucker has this team going in the right direction. And I, I can't stand Michigan State almost as much as I can't stand Ohio State, but they're doing the right things there. And, you know, at, at first I was writing them off. I was like, okay, they haven't played anybody yet. But they're, they're legit. They have a good defense. They have a good offense. Um, again, they have a Heisman Trophy candidate in, in Kenneth Walker. And 
you know, I, 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 this, this week is going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a very tough game. 100%. And, uh, they got to throw in like Jalen Naylor at receiver, what he's been able to do. He, I mean, he had a couple breakaway plays against Rutgers where, where if we're comparing the two games where we struggled with Rutgers in the second half and in at the big house in in Michigan, whereas Michigan State went to Rutgers in New Jersey and just destroyed them. They, they handled the game the way that they were supposed to. I mean, I remember one play in particular where Naylor and Walker were shaking hands as they were running into the end zone. Like they were like, <laughs> It was like, which is cool. I'm all for that. That is, oh, I mean, it's so cool. I'm have, not gonna lie. <laughs> right? Like, have fun. I mean, you're playing. You're playing a sport that you love. Have fun doing it. But uh, right. they're, I mean, they're skill guys. Those two guys in particular are really good football players. And Michigan State always has a great defense. We know that. But uh, just the way they've been able to put everything together so quickly has has surprised me. I mean, I'm not surprised that Mel Tucker has them playing well because Mel Tucker is a good football coach, but I'm, I'm surprised how quickly they've brought it together. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, it's, I thought it was going to be, you know, this year they were going to be competitive and, and maybe go 500 and then next year they were going to turn it up a notch. But this year is like, uh, I definitely didn't expect it, but it's, it's honestly kind of cool to see. Um, I know that they're big rivals, but you know it's it's cool to see a program turn around that quickly, especially especially with the didn't Mel, Mel Tucker come in like like a month or two before the season started last year or something like that, right, and to see right. to see it turn around that quickly is unbelievable. Absolutely, and what I I know going into it we made we made the prediction that we made, but what what are you thinking about now going into the game? Um, I'm for the same reasons that we already talked about. Um, I'm, I'm scared. Um, I think, uh, my, my final score prediction is Michigan state 31, Michigan 23. Um, I don't think that Michigan's going to be able to put it together on offense. I don't think, uh, even if Cade McNamara is having, um, if, I mean, he's going to be starting, um, I don't think that Harbaugh is going to make the switch. I think it's going to be a needed, like the switch is going to be needed at quarterback, um, but I don't think it's going to happen or it's going to happen um, as early as it needs to. Um, I think Michigan State's going to do a really good job um, in the run game. And I mean, there's not much, I mean, they, there's not much in the passing game. So, I mean, they're, they're going to do a good, they're, they're focusing on the run game right now. Um, and, you know, that, whether they stack the box or not, I, I don't know. Um, I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not confident in, I'm confident in our defense, but I'm not confident in our offense. Again, staying on the field as long as possible, getting the defense, the, the breaks they need. And I'm not confident in, in Cade McNamara uh, winning the game. I, I got to agree with you. I, <clears throat> last night I was on uh golden gridiron podcast with my bro with my buddy uh jacob elliott from uh he uh i've mentioned him before we do stuff he does stuff with the app state uh football program and fan base and everything and i go on there every week and make some predictions and talk college football and he he asked me the very same question like what are your thoughts going into that game and uh 
I echo what you're saying. I, I just don't know if Michigan's offense, I don't know if I trust Michigan's offense enough to be able to stay on the field long enough um, to to make that Michigan State defense work and make them be uh, tired like we need to do towards the end of the game. I, I just feel like this is the type of game where it's going to come down to the last possession, and I feel like Michigan State's just going to hit a game-winning field goal or something like that. Um, heaven forbid it's a blocked punt like a few years ago, but, but, uh, yeah, I think that would, I think that would crush me if that happened again. Um, yeah, that, that would. My, how I think the game's going to go, I think, you know, we're going to be able to score, you know, two touchdowns at least. Um, and then the rest is going to be field goals. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'll get into enemy territory and I think, I mean, Jake Moody has been outstanding this year kicking the ball um and i think he he's gonna have a big night but i don't think it's gonna be enough um or a big day i guess you could say because they're not playing at night um which they should be but but they absolutely should be which is unbelievable why they're not um but regardless um i think he's gonna have another big game um but again it's not gonna be enough to 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 beat the spartans i gotta agree i gotta agree with that i i I feel like this, I mean, we've both said our predictions from the beginning of the year, obviously very wrong, but I still feel like this Michigan team at best is a 10 and two football team where, where they lose this game to Michigan state and then they lose to Ohio state. I I, I think, I think that they can beat everybody else on the schedule. Um, Penn state, like I kind of said, they're not, they're not as good as we thought. And then the remaining schedule are teams we should beat, but, uh, Uh, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, uh, I think that we can definitely beat Penn state. Um, we should beat. uh, I forget who the other opponent is, but we should beat Indiana and and whoever else we're playing after that. Maryland, um, Maryland, we should beat both of those programs. Um, I, again, I don't think we beat Michigan state and I, Definitely don't think we beat Ohio State, um, especially with the way both of those teams are playing right now. Right. I, I think Ohio State has turned the corner and has revealed themselves to be the regular, typical Ohio State that we expect. Now, I will say that I, I'm definitely, I feel a lot better going into that football game than I did uh, at the beginning of the season. That's for darn sure. Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I'm hoping that they can at least make it close um, and build off of that going into going into next year. But I know that I, I don't know what the defense is going to look like next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have you have uh, a few seniors on that team that are probably going to go pro. Um, Aiden Hutchinson looks like a like looks like a top ten pick in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, but. I, I I don't know. I don't think we have enough to uh, to 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 come out and beat Ohio State um, again. Even even if we do play uh, McCarthy at quarterback, even if we start him and and he plays the entire game and he plays flawless, uh, or he, and I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Right, right, and and there was a point at the beginning of the year where I was looking at it and I'm like, wow, Michigan might be able to beat this Ohio State team, but. Ohio State's clicking now, and and it and it really seems like 
they're they got it going and in this the game this Saturday night against Penn State, I think it could get really really ugly. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be I, I again I don't know why that game's on at night and and Michigan State and Michigan is is on at noon. I think it should be flipped, but I mean that's that's way above my pay grade to be honest with you. So yeah, we get we get to thanks Fo- uh, Fox for that and big noon kickoff, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I think it would be really interesting if we could get a college game day and big noon kickoff like battle royale since they're they're both going to be in East Lansing and 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 I I gotta say I went to a game at Spartan Stadium a couple years ago when they played Tulsa and uh, I obviously I've grown up a big Michigan fan I'm, I'm, I've never really had anything against Michigan State just because growing up in Flint uh, more flint basketball players go to michigan state than michigan so i've I've never really had an issue with michigan state but i I was very very impressed by spartan stadium and just uh it it was a really nice place to watch a football game and i'm looking forward to going back in the future for the podcast sake but uh but i i gotta say to spartan nation that that uh the, the the stadium is good. I, I liked it. I I enjoyed myself. I had fun. Um, that Tulsa team had a couple NFL guys on their defense, so it ended up being a pretty good game. But that's beside the point right now. But uh, before we conclude, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I I pretty much said it all. Um, I will say that I. I I, I want to kind of apologize to Jim Harbaugh. Um, I I went off on him um, in our in our preseason preview of uh, of Michigan and the Big Ten. And again, he's he's impressed me. His coaching staff has impressed me. Um, I still think that uh, obviously the the, the quarterback uh, situation is on him at the end of the day. Um, and I think that I'm hoping that he'll make the right decision on Saturday to at least play McCarthy half the game or half the snaps or something. And I get that that throws quarterbacks off and it takes them out of rhythm and stuff. But again, I I think that McCarthy gives us the best chance to win on Saturday. Um, And we'll see if if Harbaugh is actually up to the task and uh, we'll see if he can uh, get get the eluded win against Michigan State at Michigan State. I agree one hundred percent with all of that. I mean, this is this is where this is where all the criticism has fallen on Jim Harbaugh, where he can't beat top ten teams, and he hasn't beat Michigan State, he hasn't beat Ohio State. Um, but this is this is the opportunity, and. And if Michigan's able to get this win, it, it sets up really, really well going down the road. And uh, I, I, <clears throat> I don't want to look ahead past some of the teams on our schedule, but it, if we're able to win this game, it sets up really, really well for uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that... Um, I think that an undefeated Michigan team, you know, going and uh, you know facing Ohio State, I, I, I think that would I, it would be so cool to see. 
Um, again, I know I, I can already I already know what's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, but I uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that Michigan can pull it out this weekend um, because I would love for them to do so. Um, but I, I I just don't think that they will. Right, right, and and I'll echo your apologies as well because I've also been very very critical of Jim Harbaugh. Uh, on on this podcast, but even before I started the podcast, I've been very, very critical of him. And, and I will say that uh, he has impressed me this year with everything he's done. Like what you were saying, the staff that he put together is top-notch. Um, what they've done defensively has been pretty remarkable. What he's been able to do with that offensive line and the way that they've changed things up there has been tremendous. And it and uh, it, it, it finally seems like he may have gotten a quarterback recruit now in McCarthy that that can take us to the next level. So I, I have to applaud him for that, and uh, especially with how critical I've been. So uh, hey, I, I will I will ask you one last thing. Um, do you think let's say uh, let's say we go uh, two and three? to close out the season. Let's say we lose to Michigan State, lose to Penn State, lose to Ohio State. Obviously still bowl eligible. Um, do you think Harbaugh keeps his job next year? I certainly think so. I think when he restructured his contract and and got that uh, extension, that I, I think it, it pretty much laid it out that he's going to be here for the long haul unless something drastic happened. And I think, and I think that drastic situation is kind of what we predicted to start the year. Um, right. And uh, <clears throat> I, I don't feel like you could ever fire your coach after going nine and three. Now, granted, it would be three losses to to the three teams that we need to beat. But right. nonetheless, I mean, you're still going. You're still probably going to a New Year's Day bowl game or a bigger a bigger bowl game at that at that point in your. And nine and three, especially for what we were predicting, it, you, you can't be upset with that. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, no, I just I, I thought I'd throw that in there too. No, absolutely. But uh, again, thank you so much for coming back on, so we could revisit this topic that uh, that we're both very fond of. Obviously, we're both big Michigan fans, um, and, and we're we're optimistic about this Saturday, this coming Saturday, but we're also realistic. Uh, both of us are, um, are obviously going to be cheering for the maize and blue, but we, uh, we both respect Sparty a lot and we know how talented they are and to have to go in, Absolutely. have to go into East Lansing. It's going to be a battle. And it always is. Even if they were bad, it would be a battle, but, uh, for it to be a top 10 matchup, it's great for the big 10 and it's huge for the state of Michigan. I can only imagine how it is. So you live there. I mean, before we close, how how is that kind of? I mean, I know you live on the west side of the state, but nonetheless, I mean, you're still there. Yeah, no, it's uh, in actually in the office today at work. Um, there was a lot of talk about it. Um, you know, at at uh, my our, I, I've mentioned before that I'm currently an assistant basketball coach at a junior college, and uh, our head coach is a is a big Michigan State fan. And so, you know, we were bantering back and forth today about it. 
Um, so there's, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of talk going on about it. Um, even on this side of the state, I can't imagine what it's like on, on the east side of the state. Absolutely. Uh, again, thank you for coming back on the show, talking about this. Uh, it's always a ton of fun uh, just to talk about something we're passionate about. And again, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, man. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. You can follow our Twitter account at TNT College Foot One um, to get daily insight from me on many different topics going on. The conference realignment thing has been crazy over the past couple of weeks. So I've been hitting that pretty hard. But you can also follow me personally at coach underscore B Will. Again, guys, thanks again for, for listening, tuning in. Have a good night. God bless.